Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. Now I'm going to take you on a step-by-step process of how to start, scale and dominate on social media. So this is going to be quite a deep dive. I'm going to assume that you're starting from relative basics and then I'm going to take you up through some more advanced strategies. So currently my social media following is growing at about 600 a day and that's all organic with no pay-per-click ads Um, it's purely because of a few things that I've been doing consistently on social media, which I think will really help you too. Now, before I start taking you through the steps, I I think the first thing is for you to really understand why you'd want to leverage social media. So, um, kids now don't really use email. They use social media to communicate. You know, they use WhatsApp, they use instant messaging, they use social media. They don't really use email. Now, anyone who had a business 10 or 15 years ago knew that, You really need to um, build an email database, you know, and get people subscribing to your um, emails that you put out there. And that's how you generate business through email marketing. And then, of course, content marketing came along and now there's social media marketing. So um, social media is just a mechanism of communication that everyone's using. Like for me, social media has become something I enjoy to do. But it wasn't something I desired to do. I did it because it gives me the reach and the connection to my followers, fans, customers and clients, uh, leads, you know, uh, contacts, joint venture partners, podcast guests, um, you know, business partners, VC funders. It literally it's a frictionless way to for you to connect with virtually everyone in the in the world and who really isn't on social media now. So um, I think if you follow this system I'm about to share with you. Uh, I think that you'll really be able to grow your business, grow your following. If you want to build a personal brand, if you just want it to generate leads and create a good funnel or vertical for your business, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. So step zero is to actually have all the platforms set up and populated. So the, the main ones are probably Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook profile, Facebook page, Facebook group. Um, a podcast, LinkedIn, Snapchat, maybe, and um, Pinterest, maybe. Now, of course, it depends on your business model. If you've got a very visual business model, if you're a cake decorator, a personal trainer, that kind of thing, then obviously um, Snapchat and Instagram and Pinterest are going to be great. Um, Facebook now apparently is an older demographic, whereas Instagram is a younger one. Whereas 10 years ago, Facebook would be a a younger demographic and email would be an older demographic. But step one is you want all the platforms set up. Now, let's assume that you've got them all set up. Um, An easy way to do this before I move on is to get an outsourcer or a VA or someone to go on all the platforms uh, and basically um, take one of your platforms that you've set up and then copy and paste some of the pictures 
you know, your address, your details, your history of employment and all the areas that you would fill in and, and kind of copy what you've done on some platforms onto other platforms. Whenever there's a new social media platform that is launched, um, I have a guy, I call him my legend, who's been working with me for 12 years. You could call him an outsourcer. And he goes and sets up all the accounts for me, populates it, puts a, some updated photos, links to all my other profiles where you can put it bio, all of that kind of stuff. He gives me the login details and the password and he sends it through, does all the authentication and everything that you need to do. And he does all that because for you as a social media um, content marketer, influencer or whatever you want to call yourself, you should be focusing on the content. You should be focusing on reaching your audience and connecting and giving them really good value. And all of the other stuff should be outsourced, in my opinion. Now, if you have to do that yourself to start with, because you can't even afford, you know, 50 quid a month to have a little outsourcer doing a few hours a week. Fine. Start yourself. OK, um, some of you are asking me why I'm in bed, um, because I. Uh, you, yeah, all right, I'll tell you. So I've been doing a seven-week body transformation challenge. I'm going to I'm actually do a full-on podcast on that because it's been quite amazing, quite frankly. Um, and I've got one week left. And um, because I'm basically not eating anything and training loads, I'm really tired. And I've been going to bed early. And it's a bit cold. And it's cozy in here. Um, so there you go. That's why. Um, it's not just a pattern interrupt for the, um, you know, for the backdrop. Because there's better things to look at than my face. Um, all right. So... Uh, once they're all set up, uh, then they need to be populated. Because if you went into a shop and there was no stock, you'd be like, I'm not buying anything from the shop. So then, like, you know, if you go on LinkedIn, for example, you want to put your career history, you want to put some YouTube videos you've done, some awards you've won, some training and a certification and everything that you've done. And you want to build that up. You want to do that for your other platforms where that's relevant. Like, you know, maybe put a decent amount of photos into your Facebook so that when people can um, land on your pages... They actually connect with you rather than think, oh, this is just a, a fake profile. And you want to get them relative, you pop, relative, you pop, relative, you. That's the third time I've tried to say that relatively populated. Now, if you get an outsourcer to collate all of these things into a Word document, you only have you never have to do it each time you launch a new profile because you've got this Word document with name, email address, um, business link, you know, business websites. Um, or bio, photos, history, CV, uh, accreditations, everything. Because, you know, each, you just want to leverage your time. Okay, so um, that's step zero then, populated uh, setup profiles. Uh, then step one is you want to start increasing the amount of content. Now, I'll talk about content marketing in a, in a moment, um, but whatever you're doing, you want to start increasing. Now, I've always thought, that quality is better than quantity. Uh, and I would rather do one good piece of content a week um, than three or four average pieces of content, as I my de might deem it. But actually, the algorithms uh, are telling me the opposite. And you are rewarded for quantity as well as quality. Now, it does depend on the platform and it does depend how many followers you have. But this is my third piece of content of the day and my live reach is still pretty good. It's not as high as maybe um, if I was doing it at 8.30 p.m. But this time of day that I'm doing it is one of the worst times of day. But the amount of people I've got on is pretty good. And this is my third piece of content on Facebook Live since um, 1.30 p.m. today. 
Um, so if if I had half the reach, but I did three times as many videos, I'm getting nearly twice the reach in total. And of course, the more reach you get, the more likes, the more shares, the more comments and the more follows. So you want to get into the habit of increasing your content. Now, I um, study this a lot. I do lots of courses. I have mentors. I listen to lots of podcasts, read lots of audio books and um, physical um, you know, podcasts and occasionally physical books. Do a lot of learning on this. I could have just said I do a lot of learning. Um, but the point is you get your information from lots of different sources. And the people who've got millions of followers are saying you want to be doing sometimes three a day, five a day. Some of them do nine pieces of content a day. One influencer who went from 15,000 to 80,000 followers on Instagram, he reckons in eight weeks, says he went to doing nine Instagram posts a day. I know a lot of people do a lot of Twitter posts. Nine lives on Facebook would probably be too much. Your reach would get reduced to a certain degree. But everyone watching, I'm pretty sure, unless you're doing nine pieces of content per day per platform, you can start to increase the volume of your content. Uh, and the best way to do that is through repurposing. So what you would do, I'm doing this as a Facebook Live, but I'm also recording the audio on my Zoom H1. So this will be a podcast on the audio, which will go on Stitcher, iTunes, um, Spotify, and then it'll be syndicated out to all the other platforms. So in a sense, that's going to be at least five or six different audio platforms. Um, the, the live video will be on my page, which can then be copied into my group, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. If I wanted in my group, the book, podcast and audio club, I'll probably put it in the 4N community, the Vayner Nation community, the business, business, business community. I may put it into my progressive property community. Then my outsourcer, General Legend, will take this and put it on LinkedIn. He'll take this and put it on YouTube. He'll take various one minute excerpts. Let's say he gets four out of this and he'll put that on Instagram and then he will drip feed all of that repurposed content over the next two weeks. And we have turned one piece of content on a Facebook live into what? What was that? About 15 pieces of content. So there's this illusion that you're prolific with the content when in reality, you are efficient and effective and you're good at repurposing your content. Now, also, I have um, now pushing 80 people in two groups on a 4X marketing mastermind. Um, and I'm also recording this for them because of nearly all the marketing plans I've written for those people that I'm mentoring and in the mastermind strategies for leveraging social media, I'd say nine out of 10 of them want to learn that. So I'm also doing this content for them on audio and then I'll produce it for them. So I'm effectively doing minimum 15 pieces of content per piece of content. Now, any outsourcer you can source on Upwork or just someone who's an assistant of yours for like literally pounds can take one piece of content and go log into your Facebook account, extract it out of the live and then work out how to put it on YouTube and LinkedIn and Instagram. It's really easy. Now, I don't get myself involved in the tech because if I'm involved in any of the tech or the operations of it, one, it scares me a bit because I'm, I'm non-techie and two, it gets in the way of me being creative and putting all the content out there, which is my job. That's my job. That's what you follow me for. You don't follow me to work out how to you know, publish a podcast and work out how to take a live video, make it a YouTube video and a LinkedIn video. So 
you can have one piece of content that becomes about five or six or eight for Facebook, three or five for Instagram, probably two for LinkedIn, one, maybe two for YouTube. Now, if you did that twice a week, then you have got at least one piece of content per day per platform. And you will find if your results are anything like mine and all the people that have got millions of followers, your reach, your shares, your your trickle down followers will dramatically grow and it will start to compound in a significant way. I don't know if I mentioned I'm getting 600 organic followers per um, per day on my social media platforms uh, with no ad spend at all. I think I did mention that. Now, I was getting just like four weeks ago, maybe six weeks ago, I was getting 100. But my legend has been saying to me, Rob, you need to post more. We need to get to one a day on Instagram. And now we're doing three a day on Instagram. I'm doing two a day on Facebook. I'm doing two a day in my disruptive entrepreneur community. I'm doing three podcasts a week, maybe two podcasts a week. Um, and the, the reach, the comments, the trickle down follows, the amount of private, me- I get 200 private messages a day across all my platforms. It's madness. That's not including my emails where I get hundreds. Okay, so... It's not as overwhelming as you think when you're smart and leveraged with your content. And Richard has just said here, first class leveraging skills. Exactly. So you give the the perception that you're prolific when in fact you're efficient and productive. So the next thing you want to do to plan this content marketing is to compartmentalize maybe 30 to 45 minutes, two to three times a week in your diary. Now, for me, I like to plan the content nice and early, like 6 a.m., Um, And then I'll do the content at 8.30 a.m. And it'll usually be between five minutes minimum and 30 minutes maximum. Uh, And that that I do that religiously. Now, that started at once a week, then three times a week. And now it's probably six times a week. And I'm only doing that extra because I see I get the dramatic benefit. And I actually do enjoy it now. Um, And then randomly when I get ideas or I get time, like I've got time at the moment, um, because I've just done some one-to-one calls and I've actually, I feel like I've got quite a lot of energy uh, and I want to do this piece of content for my marketing masterminders. Um, so I thought I'll just do this now and, and and get this done at this random time. So that's an extra one. Um, and also when you're doing your day, so for example, I'll just like do mentoring calls. I'll have strategy meetings. I'll do sort of creativity and business planning. I'll, um, I did an elite trainer masterclass training session this morning. Um, I might have a phone call with my publisher. I, I, you know, all the things that you do in your day. Actually, I was interviewed for the a pro- procurement podcast and we were talking about procurement and cost saving. I picked out at least five things I was doing today, which could be a, a podcast or a live feed video or some content that I think you, my listeners and followers, might be interested in. So planning three times a week to think about, okay, what would be good content? Um, And then picking out what you do in the day and going, oh, that'd be good content and just sticking it in an Evernote folder. I've got about 40 things in an Evernote folder which need to be podcasts and live feeds. They're just building up and up and up. And all of a sudden, you've got more ideas than you can actually do. And you could do two pieces of content a day and still have a bank of ideas. Which, you know, so it just reduces the friction and makes it easier for you to uh, be a content marketer. 
The next thing that you do is you start putting the work out there and not worrying about it being too perfect or too edited or too professional to start with. And then you iterate as you go. So when you get feedback from people, I'll rob these new backdrops in the bed and in the bath. They're quite interesting. You might do different backdrops. When people say, oh, the audio wasn't so good on that live, Rob, it was a bit far away. You get it closer. When people say, oh, I really like that content or there's loads of comments or shares, you might uh, repurpose that more or do a professional version of it for YouTube. When you don't get as many comments and not as much of a reaction or a views, you think I'm not going to do as much of that. You engage in all the comments uh, and you, you, um, you know, basically keep the discussions going and you get this intuition of what people like and don't like. You watch what the critics say and, you know, you get their feedback. And then this builds this really good sense in you, like intuition and experience of what makes really good content. And then you feed that back to your followers. So you don't even really have to create the content yourself. The next thing that you can do is go into these social media groups and say, hey, you know, what, um, what are the main things you'd love to learn as an entrepreneur? What are your main problems as an entrepreneur? What are your top problems of getting your business out there? What would you most like to learn if you were developing your personal brand? And you go and ask community members. They feed back the content that they would like. And as long as you've got credibility, i.e. you feel that you can answer it and you've got experience, then you go and share that content. And that's called crowdsourcing. And that's a really easy way to create content pretty much out of thin air where you don't have to painstakingly do it for hours at a time. Um, I get a lot of people send me suggestions and I often convert that into content. I only ever do content on things I know I do and I've got experience and I do all day, every day, which therefore means it's easier to deliver. So this is the next point. People say, oh, well, how do you plan it? And do you have loads of notes and do you script it? Well, as you can see, I've got no notes and no script. Um, I'm just laying in my bed doing this because I do this stuff all day, every day. I just know there's the demand for it because I get told so many times and nine out of 10 business plans I'm reading have these questions in fear of putting myself out there, not leveraging social media enough, etc. Now, let's say I was doing a deep, a deeper research project. Let's say I wanted to find out the 10 common misconceptions or mistakes in building a business um, or 10 people's biggest fears starting a business. I would go and do a bit of research online. I'd get my general legend, my outsourcer, to go onto YouTube and check the highest keywords, do a bit of trending research on Google and Twitter and all these other places. Um, I might read some good blogs. I might go through back some of my through back through some of my content. And then I would do some planning and I would bullet each of these points. So let's say I I'd been collating and researching the top 10 mindset traits of being an entrepreneur. I might have a big vision. I might have the ability to take rejection. I might have the desire and the persistence of solving problems. I might have controlling and managing your emotions. And what I would do is I'd write a list of those and I might write the, the line of each one, one to 10. And then under it, I might write a subline of what that content is. I'd write that and then I'd place it right behind the camera so imagine I just position the camera, I'll get it a bit closer. Sorry, you're getting really close to my wrinkles here. Um, and I might place it just to the side there. And I can literally just peer point one, peer point two, peer point three. Actually, if I'm wiser with my position, I might be able to peer it there, peer point one, peer point two, peer point three. You can't hardly see my eyes moving and I'm exaggerating it. And so I've got this planned, researched, 
and bulleted content there for reference without me uh, I'm reading from uh, the paper that's in front of the video or oh hi well I'm sort of talking about being an entrepreneur well uh yeah well uh, uh you know and you because you don't want to be in that position where you're bumbling and fumbling live in front of an audience so if if it's deeper content that's what I'll do um, and if it's content I know I can freewheel and ad lib and I just know it intuitively like this then I'll just do it off off the cuff. But I've got to feel that I know what I'm talking about and I'm living and breathing it, which I'm going to assume you're, you do when you deliver your content to your, your audience. OK, so step step zero or one is setting up all the platforms and then collating and populating them with a decent amount of um, content and all the links and the bios and the sections filled in so it looks populated so when people land on it they want to follow you and they won't bounce um then step two is creating the content which i've covered various ways i've got 16 different ways of creating content that works that gets comments shares likes um go maybe goes relatively viral um you know compared to your other posts for example not maybe compared to dog and cat videos that get 10 million views um, I've done podcasts on that, so you can find previous episodes. Um, then uh, repurposing and putting your, you, you know, like one piece of content into 10 or 15. We've covered that. Um, planning it so you can put yourself out there. Uh, then the next thing is overcoming your fears and phobias of putting yourself out there. I've done videos in the bath and videos in the bed and all sorts about that. So you can go and watch my other content for that. So I'll just give you a summary now. Number one is you don't know what the best content is until you put it out there and people give you feedback. So to get to your best content, you've got to put content out there and give their feedback, get their feedback. That's step one. Step two is for every one critic, you'll have 100 or 50 fans, followers and people who love your work. So do not diminish yourself and your content and hide away for, to hide from the one critic when there's 50 or 100 in relation to them that want your work, that love your work, that will share your work. The third thing is social media is free. People will share your content for free. There is virtually no friction in getting out to the masses. So what's stopping you? You know, just do it because that's where all your um your leverage and your business um and your increased volume uh of clients leads followers are uh, the next thing is what's the worst that's going to happen well let's say i'm doing this live like i am and i think i i get to this point now and i think well i've just waffled and talked a load of shit which probably a couple of my critics would think i'd go finish delete and all of you that are on that are live would remember for about a week and then you've forgotten and then pff, men in black, no one's remembered. And the podcast, I can just go end and I never publish it. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. And no one's remembering me for the podcast I never published or the live video I never shared after I did the live. So every every post is a test and every every piece of content can be uh, deleted. It can also be edited. So you could take a version of this, edit it down and get rid of the ums and the ers and the fumbles and everything else to make it more hard hitting and less um, waffly and rambly. Um, yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're not going to die. Hopefully, uh, you know, you're not going to get like um, outed from society. So I think sometimes people's fears and phobias are a little bit outdated um just imagine all the great things that you could do for putting your brand and uh, you know and your content out there uh right next then 
are some more what you might call advanced strategies. So one is increasing your content covered. Two is repurposing your content across all media covered. Three is variety of content. So you might do a live feed, which is like in a professional studio. Then you might do one which like this, which is just, you know, weird and up close and personal and in bed. You might do a picture if you're in property of a, you know, a new property you've bought. You might do a walk around tour of that property. You might do a visual quote where you've got an image and then, a, you know, a, a memorable quote. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. You might do a case study. You might uh, cause a debate by going meditation. Is it just hocus pocus or, or does it actually clear your mind, um, you know, and, and, and help you be more productive? And you might start to create debates. Veganism, is this a great movement that's going to sustain our planet or are we really supposed to be carnivores and this is just a load of hippies who are a bit sensitive? And you start creating debates and you don't worry about maybe getting a bit controversial or polarising. You start com commenting on um, some stuff that's happening in the media through news jacking and engagement jacking. So, you know, like um, something that happened really big in the news at the moment was Liam Neeson just uh, literally yesterday did a major interview and talked about some time where he felt strong um, racism inside of him um, and talked about some how, how he felt and what he wanted to do. But he never did it because of a bad experience he had in his life. And the point was trying to make wasn't that he is racist. It was just that that's. That one thing happened, created this feeling of a stereotype inside of him. And that's all been twisted in the media. And there's been a lot of media been twisting him to be a racist. And then people, other people like John Barnes have been commenting, saying, no, wait a minute, he's not a racist. He's just talking about that event. Um, and that's created a lot of buzz. And if you comment on things like that, as long as you've got credibility, as long as, um, you know, you feel like you know what you're talking about. I, di I did it when Tyson Fury won his fight. Um, you could have done it when Serena Williams that time when she got... Um, docked a point and ultimately lost um, a tournament and then had a real tirade at the umpires and accused him of being sexist. And that went quite viral. Anytime anything goes really viral and you comment on it, you leverage that energy. It's called newsjacking. Um, so when you start doing that, you'll get... Uh, I did one post um, just literally um, taking a photo of Bill Gates and just talking about him queuing up for like a burger or a sandwich, how very real and grounded he is. And it got 800,000 views in two days and 1,200 comments and goodness knows what. Um, and I'm starting to share content that's already viral to leverage that energy. And what that does is that gets you a few extra hundred followers and then they filter themselves down and find your, um, you know, your more niche content about your, your brand and your message. Um, so variety of content gets you, you know, more advanced. The next thing then is to use your platforms to leverage and grow your other platforms. So you're watching me on the Facebook Live here. I would say, hey, look, if you want a lot of um, three episodes a week of really good deep dive entrepreneurial content. Oh, and by the way, through the next couple of months, I'm going to be giving away money every single month, like hundreds of pounds every single month. Then go me, follow me on my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. So I can invite you from my live to go and listen to the podcast. So I get more podcast listeners that way from my live from Facebook because I've got 134,000 followers, I think, on Facebook. Uh, conversely, on um, my Facebook, sorry, on my um, podcast, as you're listening, because I'm also recording it as a podcast, I might say to my podcast, hey, if you go and follow me on Facebook, watch my Facebook lives where I do stuff that's a bit more upfront and personal, where I take your comments and questions, where you can engage with me. Um, and every week I'm going to be giving away various prizes 
um, and gifts of cash and access to some of my events. And I'm going to do live Ask Me Anythings uh, where you can ask me any question that you want on my um, page. Follow me there on my page. Just for, search Rob Moore um, on Facebook. You'll find me there. Um, so uh, if I use LinkedIn to grow Facebook, Facebook to grow LinkedIn, podcast to grow email database, email base to grow uh, Instagram, Instagram to grow Twitter, and I sort of, you know, every few weeks or months um, change those around, I will have my existing platforms that will grow my existing platforms. Now, the increased content, the increased variety, the news jacking and, and the increased leverage and the increased repurposing and the increased cross promotion of all your platforms across your platforms, that is what compounds. And that's what gets you when you start and you've got 50 likes and you get one comment and then the next time you do it, you get 52 likes and you're like, oh, man, you know, it's like planting a seed and it's like, this is a bit slow. Where's my freaking tree? Well, you know, you don't get your tree right away. You get a lot of roots that grow down. But when you've been doing this long enough, then you start to get this compounded momentum, which is what I'm experiencing. And that's just going to grow. And then when you get your first big influencer that shares out, you'll get, you know, massive reach. Kevin Clifton, who's a big influencer, who's a good friend of mine, shared one of my posts, got, uh, I think, 800 followers just from that post. And he was just I didn't ask him to. He was just kind enough to share that. And then you get these massive hits and then you get loads of private messages and you get loads of new leads and new followers and new business. Now, the next thing about social media podcasts, YouTube, etc., um, and all these platforms that are all like this lovely neural network that's compounding for you is like, if you think about the old style marketing, it's a bit like stick an ad in your face or speak to you on the phone, cold calling, trying to sell you or pump you with emails in autoresponders to try and get you to buy stuff. Uh, there's not, it's not really personal. There's no real connection. Whereas now, let's say this live video that you've just watched is the first time you've ever found me. Well, you can go onto Amazon and search Rob Moore and you'll find my book money. My book start now, get perfect later. My book life leverage. Um, you'll find that on Audible as well. You'll find I have my own channel on Audible, which is very rare. You can go on Facebook and find my page in all my groups. You can go on podcasts and you can find my money podcast and my disruptive entrepreneur podcast. And you can see the 350 episodes of that. You can go on YouTube and find my channel. And you can go on um, Google and you can find all my websites and assets and all my companies. And you can consume one hour, 10 hours, 100 hours. You could even consume a thousand hours of my content in the comfort of your own home or in the gym or in the car or on your terms without me pitching to you. And then you can decide if you like me or not. And I guess two to five percent are going to think this Rob's a gobby twat. I don't like this Rob style. You know, it's, it's not relevant to me or whatever they think. And then 95 percent are going to find some utility in it. And then when someone reaches out to me now, they've gobbled up loads of my content and they, they know me better than they know me. They know me when I get up. They know my daily routine. They know all my content. They've memorized it better than I have because they've been following it. And then you have zero uh, friction. You have massively increased trust and rapport and connection. So your offers and your products are seamless and you don't have to pitch, you know, in a harsh or nasty or cold way to win business. Business just filters down to you. I call it trickle down revenue. So it builds this great like network all over the world. Now I have listeners in 194 countries that, that listen to my podcast. I've not met millions of people who follow me all around the world but they know who i am because of this 
really all it is, is the marketers call it content marketing. I don't even see it as marketing. I'm putting content out there that I think is good value based on what you've told me that I enjoy talking about. It meets my own needs. So I might have a need to fill my time. I might have a need to feel useful or even important or recognized. You know, I might have a need to feel like I'm contributing. I might not have, I might have a need to build some steps in my sales process to make the sale have less friction and, you know, and, and be more elegant and natural. Um, yeah, I might have a need to want to be a commentator or an influencer or to share the work. I might have a need of a bit of therapy, you know, if I've had some difficult days or some big problems and I have to keep my gob shut in front of staff and suppliers and customers and people when I want to actually just go, um, you know, and I get to share that on the podcast um, or on the live video. So it's a bit of cathartic therapy for me as well. So you get you get a load of needs met yourself doing all this um, content marketing and social media. It will dramatically grow your business if you follow this formula. I know that was quite a deep dive. I did say it would be. That is 33 minutes. I think I've covered simple all the way up to more advanced. If there's anything I've missed or you've, if there's anything you would like me to cover regarding social media, I'm here to serve you. So why don't you make a suggestion or a question on this live or um, submit it to me in a private message on my LinkedIn or on my Facebook um, where I do um, read all those messages when they get a bit prolific. My um, general legend outsourcer, he does filter these to some degree. But if I've asked you to submit questions and you do, he'll filter them through to me if you think I've missed anything. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this useful on dominating social media. I can tell you for a fact there are like a handful of people in the world that are doing this properly. And there's probably no one or only one main person in your niche doing this properly. And they're the companies that are dominating and the people that have figured out social media and are dominating it aren't just dominating social media. They're dominating business. Um, what's her name? Kylie Jenner got paid a million dollars for one shout out. These Instagrammers are getting like hundreds of thousands or millions even a, you know, a year or even a tweet or a post on social media through shout outs and brand endorsements. So you your your social media is an asset, like your property portfolio, your business is an asset where you'll be able to do joint ventures and, you know, you'll be able to um, ultimately promote others and have others promote you. Did you watch that documentary Fire? That was a fascinating documentary where they went and got a load of shout outs from a load of top influencers uh, and they sold millions of pounds worth of this event. They didn't end up delivering it because they overpromised. But it was fascinating how you can leverage the other people's social media platforms as well. And that's that's a place I'm moving up into. Um, and that's going to be my next level is joint venturing with some of those big players. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.